0: Betches Media Presents.
1: If you feel depressed and if you feel anxious and you feel confused, you know what? Welcome to the club.
0: Gazpacho Police. Oh my
2: god! What a
1: stupid sound.
2: He believes that it's a woman's right, it's a woman's body, and it's her
0: choice. The Betches Sup Podcast. Diana sucker! Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is the Better Sub Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh or weep at the biggest topics <laughs> in U.S. news and politics. I mean, I remember a couple weeks ago, the news was so slow. We spent a good half episode talking about Elise's cruise, but I'm sorry to say, Millie, I think there are headlines that
1: have intervened. Oh, man, I know. I mean, what was Sean Mendez wearing at the Gala? <laughs>
0: <laughs> An abomination, uh, a human rights violation. No, maybe. actually,
1: he was one of the better dressed men. I'm sorry. What was Kourtney Kardashian wearing? That was terrible.
3: And Kylie. Kylie! Uh,
1: Kylie. This is all I wanted to talk about today.
3: I know. I would really hoped that this would be where we went on today's episode. Yeah, the most political I thought it would get is that
0: Hillary Clinton wore like a cute little, cute little dress with some, with some names stitched in there. Inspired by Harriet Tubman. <laughs> she said it. She did. She was inspired. She's very inspired, Hillary Clinton. But I stayed up past midnight for the first time in a very long time. Yeah. And it wasn't to analyze my looks. It was, of course, because Politico published a story saying it had determined from a leak that the Supreme Court is prepared to overturn, Roe versus Wade. Initial reactions.
3: What a, I mean, what a night! Sad, horrible. I. It was just so weird because like I was just watching Met Gala stuff, put like shit posting my stories, being like, oh, this is funny, this is not, and then it just there's like a hard stop, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, fun's over. I mean, yeah, it was just something where like. I know we've all been kind of prepared for it to happen in June. So for it to just come out as a leak in the middle of kind of this really frivolous, silly event was very like, I found it very jarring.
1: Yeah, I think that, you know, the fact that it was a leak like that is I think we're going to talk about that later. But yeah, I mean, that's crazy.
0: it is crazy because I didn't I mean. Mike sort of said, reacted to this, and Mike doesn't actually um, react that strongly to most news events. Like it's he just is like, Oh, that happened. That's how the world is. But he was like losing his shit about the fact that this leak had even happened. He was just like stunned how this could come, how this comes out. That's just not something that happens. Whoever did this, like, I mean, there's there's a lot today about like, do we think the clerk of like a liberal justice did it or a conservative justice? But yeah, agree. It was very stunning. I I've been like. Mentally preparing me and my team to like be aggressively ready for this in June Mm
1: -hmm. And so
0: I was not uh, I was not prepared for yeah There's such a strange way for it to come out for this process to begin which of course what we're talking about is this is a draft Opinion I spent a lot of time last night talking to Mike and trying to understand like how to interpret what this means about what is coming Mm. So Politico published a draft of the opinion written by Justice Alito a source that they quoted confirmed that four other justices—Coney Barrett, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and Thomas—had all like voted in favor of this draft opinion in conference, like as they're as they're working on it. And then normally these things, you know, bounce around the court a bit more, and people make adjustments. They decide where they're going to sign on to. Um, but to this source's knowledge, nothing had changed, and this is the direction where it was going. As for John Roberts, I've seen reporting that he unclear he was either going to dissent completely with the liberals or write his own dissent that he would have taken a different approach. Remember that the Mississippi law wants to ban abortion after 15 weeks, but they also asked the Supreme Court to just get rid of the precedent that prevents them from intervening at all. And this draft opinion suggests they will be successful in doing that. This, of course, there were quotes from the draft opinion and they say, one says, quote, we hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. It is time to heed the Constitution and return the issue of abortion to the people's elected representatives. This draft opinion could theoretically change, even though it's hard to see which of these justices would change their mind. I don't think that Brett Kavanaugh is going to be moved by a leak. There could have, this could be designed to pressure other other people, maybe Congress, but their final decision was expected in June, at which point that the twenty six states with trigger laws can go ahead and ban abortion or penalize and criminalize providers. So I, I just feel like there's no reason to believe that's not exactly what to expect,
3: yeah. I just have a hard time. I mean, not that we shouldn't try to mm. like lobby them to change the opinion, but I have a really hard time imagining that any of the people who have signed on to this would change it, especially since they were appointed to do this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, this is their reason for being on the court. Uh, And also, like, right before we started, right before we started recording the Supreme Court, like, John Roberts released a thing where he's all mad about the leak some big statement about that and they were very like this will not affect anything that happens in the court and I think um, I mean I who knows who leaked it or why or what but it seems like they're taking it as like an attempt to mess with them and they don't like it and it's making mm-hmm. them mad and they don't like spoilers mm-hmm. yeah yeah no spoilers for the Supreme Court no spoilers no spoilers <laughs>
4: Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now.
1: of happy it leaked because i think people weren't really taking things seriously and like who -hmm. knows if there's anything that we can do now but at least people know that like hey like they weren't joking and then also it's fucking sucks that the response to this is like well just vote just vote just vote i know a lot of people feel demoralized by voting that it doesn't do anything it doesn't change like anything that democrats are in charge of all three branches of government Mm -hmm. and this is happening under democratic rule and this is joe biden's fault and joe biden's not doing anything it's more complicated than that like again this is a 40-year fight Um, But it's a 40 year fight where Democrats have not been playing offensive. Like we said, like we've always been saying, like they're not offensively anticipating Republican moves. They're kind of slowly reacting to step by step behind. So it's like, oh, go to your elected representatives. Maybe this does nothing for abortion, but it's like, then let's go back to voting rights. Right. Mm -hmm. Who is being represented like? Um, a lot happen? of these states, yeah. a lot of these red states are purple states under hostage. So it's like one of these things is going to give, right? Like, are you really going to ban abortion in, in places? like Right, right. It's popular. That's so
0: true. I, yeah, I, I think people have been asking, like, is there anything we can do to stop this ruling? And I think the answer is no. I mean, as much as like it's very ju- chief, the chief justice's reaction is very annoying. Like the idea of the court is that. They are not influenced. So, yeah, I guess the league probably isn't influenced to, like, pressure them in any way. But to show, like, this is very serious. I mean, literally, like, you know, Planned Parenthood is, like, putting things in place. Like, making sure there are enough flights from this airport to this airport, which is close to a clinic, to, like, get people there on, like, fucking shuttles. Like, people need to need to prepare for this and i guess there is a sense of this where it's like states have gotten gotten away for too long and the democratic Mm -hmm. party has gotten away for too long with this being something that is like handled through the court and as much as i support roe versus wade and like it should stand i'm sure there's plenty of arguments that there are other ways we can like make sure this is a stronger law i mean one way i think a lot of people are talking about today is again the women's health protection act which would codify these protections it's just crazy that doesn't Already exist. Uh, Chuck Schumer says he's going to put that to a vote, so that it needs sixty votes. So Democrats would have to end the filibuster to make that happen. But he's like, put Lisa Murkowski and Susan Collins on paper voting against that. Susan Collins. Speaking of Susan Collins, today. Speaking of, <laughs> she famously has said all the time when she votes for these like clearly anti-choice assholes that she believes that they support Roe v.ersus Wade and they believe they will support the precedent. So she Dumbass. said today. If this leaked draft opinion is the final decision and this reporting is accurate, it would be completely inconsistent with what Justice Gorsuch and Justin Kavanaugh said in their hearings and in our meetings in my office. Oh, Susie, they lied to you in your office? Oh, no.
1: Oh. They lied to you at your office. It's not like Kavanaugh... I- has a record of being a liar. Like, Mm, why would he lie about anything, especially things that have to do with women's issues? Like, Kavanaugh would never do that, literally, guys. He's a... Not Brett. Brett's never told a (laughs) lie in his life. what's his name? Skip or whatever the fuck his stupidity (laughs) was. Tobin and and Squee. (laughs) Tobin and Squee. squee. They can vouch
0: vouch for the fact that he was telling the truth. Dumbass.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that really... That shocked me and is good about the leak aspect of it because, like you've said, this could change. But I think seeing how hardcore this opinion actually was, the fact that Alito yeah. says, that Roe was egregiously wrongly decided, that it's a complete reversal of everything. Because I had kind of been thinking that they would maybe pull the punch a little bit, that they would Mm -hmm. just chip away at Roe in a major Mm -hmm. way, that they wouldn't... They could have done that almost silently, honestly. That's why Mm -hmm. I thought they would go for that. Yeah, I was really expecting something more along those lines so to see this extremely hardcore full-throated no we are getting rid of Roe and Casey we think they were wrongly decided like how cut and dry it is was definitely shocking but it's also I think it's good that we know that this is how they actually feel and that they don't get the opportunity to fiddle with it and put more flowery language in there, water it down, right, make, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, we know now that this is actually the true feelings that's underneath all and of you it. You know what? I saw a theory this morning that somebody was, people are
0: saying that's why they think that a clerk for a conservative leaked it because they are worried it will get watered down. And they want the people to know how committed these guys were to forcing women to give birth.
1: I feel like, that that like powerful language is what's gonna get activate people you know mm-hmm. who know like who knows right if one protest is gonna like whatever as we know these movements have been these movements take a long time look at just even in a few years how black lives matter has like changed in public's opinion you know in that way and i mm-hmm. feel like abortion even though we've been doing it for like so long like we i think there needs to be a pro abortion movement and like get rid of yes. the choice talk which we've all talked about it needs we need to have this thing where it's like people actively want abortions you know what i mean and it's like um i think that it can only come from a response to this, and we need a full throated democratic action too. Yeah, yeah. I'm furious at mainstream Democrats who have just always, like you say,
0: Millie. It's very like respect choices and and yes, like it's so important to show the woman who is 22 weeks pregnant and they have found out that their that their expected and wanted child is not going to survive. And like, of course, that should be legal. But like, the moralizing about it, it's like it's because Democrats have refused to be like this is like. It, this is something that happens people should not just have to become parents because they had unprotected sex like that's not this is just where it's at They have never fully come out for that and it's like yeah, it makes me furious There should no, there should be no such thing as a they will say pro-life Democrat But there should be no such thing as a anti-abortion rights Democrat.
3: Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was um, What I was just about to say and what Millie your point was making me think of is like the Democrats have entertained in our party, this idea, and I've seen the debate a million times of like, can we let someone in who's who doesn't believe in abortion, who um, thinks that abortion should be restricted, da-da-da. And while we were having this inter-party debate, the Republican Party was in lockstep getting ready for this exact thing. And obviously, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to act I don't want to take away um, any of the agents. Like, I don't want to say it's more the Democrats' fault than the Republicans. Obviously, never, they have gone, never. they've gone after this. But I do think that the fact that we, again, have let them set the terms of the debate, let them be like, oh, it is this really shameful thing and it's very sad and da-da-da. And it's like, no, it's health care. It's a part right, of health care. Yeah. It actually has been health care a if you go back in time to like literally fucking olden days or whatever they had they used to say that like before the quickening which is when you kind of start to feel the pregnancy Mm -hmm. in your body That it was kind of fair game to eat nettles or whatever, right? Like you, whatever the fuck was going to happen. And so this is actually, this is actually also a result of the fact that we have let them choose how we talk about this for so long. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. We have a guest joining us today. I'm so fortunate that we had her booked for today. It is Alencia Johnson. Hi, how are you? Hi. We're well. We're all right. We're hanging in there. <laughs>
2: right. Listen, not a good night's sleep at all.
0: No, yeah. not for anybody. Not for anybody. Well, thank you. I'm so, I was so excited to remember that we had you today because you have such important insight into what we're going to talk about. So I will just jump in and introduce you. We are here with Alencia Johnson. She's worked on all types of presidential campaigns and was in national roles at Planned Parenthood. Now she's the founder and chief impact officer of 1063 West Broad and also a political commentator. Thanks again for being with us.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: We are thrilled to have you. to this morning so much to talk about. I mean, we we sort of did a little bit of emotional venting uh, before you signed on. But I'm curious, what what are your reactions to things in the opinion itself, kind of your knee jerk reaction? And then maybe as you were reading it, what some of the language in there signals to you about what these justices are thinking?
2: I was literally shaking last night. So I'm on, I'm taking improv classes, fun fact, and I was on Whoa, my oh, way. Oh, you're in <laughs> the right place. <laughs> yes, am. So yeah. I'm literally cut, driving home, talking to a friend of mine, and he's just holding me accountable to like some, some personal projects. And I was like, wait, cool. Uh, Did you just see this alert on Politico that Roe v. Wade is literally about to be overturned? I gotta go. And I immediately thought of two things. One, all of the people who will be significantly impacted and the people who are scared, because at a moment like this, when this news happens, people who are significantly impacted automatically think that their rights are immediately gone. So people are probably canceling appointments. People are shifting, you know, their plans. That is not true. Abortion is still legal right now, and you can still go to get to your appointment. And then two, I was extremely frustrated because... People who have been advocating for expanded abortion protections and access have been sounding the alarm since before I was born 34 years ago and saying mm. we could get to this point. And mm. if they are able to overturn Roe v. Wade like we saw in the draft opinion, they can actually use the precedent that they're setting here for this to actually roll back some other rights, like marriage equality, voting rights, which they already gutted in, twenty uh, what was it, 2015. They started mm. gutting the Voting Rights Act, right? And so mm. that language was really uh, troubling for me, and especially when they said, well, hold on, don't get scared that we're going to use this for other rights because this is just about abortion. I'm sorry, I can't believe conservatives or anti-abortion zealots when they say, hey, don't think that I'm going to use this for something else when they will. And the reality is abortion obviously wasn't in the original draft of the constitution. Neither was my livelihood, my personhood as a black body in Mm -hmm. this country. Neither were any of our voting rights as women. And so Mm -hmm. they will be able to use this to impact Mm. so many other pieces of our fundamental rights and and our humanity.
0: That's terrifying. I think I read that this is sort of one of the first times that they, or the first time that they have, they would move to overturn a right that was deemed constitutional and to just take that back. That's terrifying. I mean, that should terrify every person.
2: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It should.
1: And it's like, I mean, a lot of people have been talking about the, the, you know, same sex marriage and, and all of that. And it's just like, I don't believe it. I, I agree. Like everything you said is like, I totally agree. And it's like, ah, like we can't, we can't believe the conservatives. And it's also like, what is their end goal at the end of the day? Like what kind of country do they see themselves living in? Like what, 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 what is the America that they want? And I constantly, when I see things like this constantly ask myself, what are they trying to get back to? Because it's clear that they want something, you know. Yeah,
0: and you have some insight into Planned Parenthood, having worked there for six years, right? More mm-hmm. than six years yeah. in in national roles, including the director of public engagement. So, how do you think they are strategizing right now? I mean, before you got on, I, I mentioned that I knew that they were sort of like literally working on, you know, which airport is most accessible from from which states. So, what do you think people working on access and advocacy are rushing to do today?
2: They're literally doing all of those things. But first, I know that they, Planned Parenthood Health Centers, along with all the other community health centers that don't always get the spotlight, are one, trying to reassure patients, hey, you can actually still come and get your services today we will let you know if anything changes but they are also working on what's going to happen in states like a California or a New York or Illinois that is going mm. to have to absorb mm. all of these patients and by it's not just absorbing patients and the volume load but it's the point of transportation because a lot of people who seek out abortion at uh healthcare centers that serve communities are low income, mm-hmm. are wage workers, are people with, uh, you know, families and can't get off of work or may not be able to have the funds to even drive two hours or whatever. Maybe they may not have public transportation They are in rural areas. The list goes on and on and on and on. And so they're trying to figure out how do you ensure that not only will they be able to access the service once they get to a health center, but how will they get there? How will they be able to pay for it? What is the- Infrastructure to to support it. And at the same time, a lot of these organizations, you know, Planned Parenthood, in addition to providing health care, they also have an advocacy arm as well as a, you know, political Mm -hmm. action committee. They are doing a lot to try to push back on these pieces of legislation. You know, one of the things that I did learn, and this is something that I tweeted about last night, I kept getting frustrated because people kept reducing this problem to just the outcome of the 2016 election. And yes, that would have changed the makeup of the Supreme Court. This opinion Mm -hmm. wouldn't be here. But the reality is, they had been working on this for decades. Under President Obama, who was a pro-choice president, between 2011 and 2013, over 200 abortion restrictions passed in states. So we know that more were introduced. So the reality is, these foot soldiers who are on the ground from the Planned Parenthoods to the NARALs to your reproductive justice organizations like Sister mm-hmm. Song and the Latina Institute, like so many different of these organizations are also figuring out who are our champions in these states to ensure that we can expand access and maybe hopefully roll back some of these restrictions. But you know, it's hard when you couple this with voter suppression. They yeah. have clearly said, Oh, let's suppress the vote so that when they're mad they have no ability to use my constitutional right to vote in order to change it.
3: Yeah. This feels like such an ultimate minority rule situation when Mm. we're dealing with a Supreme court where the people, many of the people who are rolling this back didn't win the popular vote. They're not popularly elected people. When we're dealing with the Senate that still has the filibuster where like Republicans are disproportionately represented there. And even though more people vote for Democrats, we still only have one extra senator and he's not the best. <laughs> so it not really feels all. it's so frustrating. He voted for Brett Kavanaugh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he voted against um what the he voted against a bill that would have codified Roe. At the beginning yep. of March. Yeah, that's where. Mm-hmm.
0: So they're going to bring this to a vote again. I mean, Chuck Schumer is always saying, I'll bring it this to a vote again so we can force everybody on paper. Um, so, so just kind of clo- this, close this out. How do you think this is going to not to get super political? about such like terrible news but how do we think this is going to affect the midterms? I mean, we were chatting about how Democrats have just not embraced abortion rights as openly and as wholeheartedly and as aggressively as we've we've needed them to. I mean, Joe Biden like recently recently Uh, rejected the Hyde Amendment, like recently. And I think those trends are just part of what got us here. So what do you think um, this means for what turnout will look out like and what Hmm. will motivate people? And secondly, what Democrats will probably stress in their campaigns?
2: Oh, how much time do we have? Because I think um, we'll take as
0: much as you have, yeah.
2: (laughs) On and on and on. But, you know, quickly to the point of minority rule, the the clear Mm. uh, one thing that people may not know is that the five justices in support of overturning Roe v. Wade were appointed by presidents who lost the popular votes. And so it is very strategic for Break. anti-abortion religious right to suppress uh, su- suppress the right to vote so that they can enact these draconian laws that quite frankly are taking us back to uh, when women were barefoot and pregnant, when I as a black woman was probably still enslaved and mm-hmm. the only use for my body is to birth free labor. Like, and th- mm-hmm. that is actually yeah. what this is. And for Democrats, one of the challenging things that I think We have is that we'll have allowed them to actually get further along in this culture around abortion. Mm -hmm. So now everyone's talking about culture wars, but those started a long time ago. There's this political article that you all should share with your listeners that came out a few years ago that educated folks about the real reason the religious right went after abortion is because they started losing on segregation. And then mm. Roe v. Wade became law of the land. And they said, well, oh, maybe this is what we can make as our wedge issue. So they started this in the 1970s. Mm. Democrats are paying attention now, but we've only been on the defense. Mm. And we have allowed for this culture to push us in a corner to where, I mean, I I can't even count on two hands how many times President Biden has said abortion, and that is extremely problematic when a pro-choice president—and granted, I was a senior advisor in his general election campaign to get him <laughs> elected—but when he's unable to say the words abortion, then we've actually lost in some of the the, the culture around having this conversation. When of Americans actually don't want Roe v. Wade to be overturned. And that's varying degrees of how they want to see abortion access handled in this country. But 70% of Americans don't want this. And so for Democrats, I'm really nervous that we will still play into the culture issue around saying abortion, which Mm. is why I spent so much time at Planned Parenthood with my former colleagues working with the entertainment industry to elevate Mm -hmm. and humanize stories of abortion care. Because as we know with the LGBTQ movement, that humanized experiences and allowed people to vote for policies to protect folks, even if that was your different experience. I'm really concerned that we are going to allow this, oh, we need to be moderate and toe the line. That didn't work. I'm sitting here in Virginia, that's how we got Junkin as the governor. Now mm-hmm. we are going to let that be the reason that we don't go full steam ahead. There's a reason I work for Senator Elizabeth Warren in the presidential primaries. She said, "Listen, we got to get rid of the filibuster because it's not just about codifying Roe." Even though she was the, I think she was the first candidate to have a full, maybe not one of the first, I will say that to have a full plan about codifying Roe. But she mm-hmm. also was very clear that the filibuster, getting rid of the filibuster, will allow us to codify Roe. It Mm -hmm. will ensure our voting rights. We can get so many other issues that will galvanize our base from young women, college-educated women, people of color, LGBTQ folks, our beautiful, diverse base. We just want to know that our leaders are fighting for us. So I am hopeful that this will be what really gets people fired up, but I will say, As we all know, with social media, our attention span is very short, and this energy that people are feeling tonight, today, at the beginning of May, we got to keep that momentum going until November, actually through the primaries, and then to November, so that we can have a better majority in the senate to pass some of these laws and i'm hopeful yeah. that president biden he did say he had some great words this morning but i need mm-hmm. him to be a little bit stronger on abortion care but i also need, we us need to that pay word attention. <laughs> we need the yeah. word abortion just, just please say please. abortion yeah. we also need to win some of these state houses stacy abrams is running again And I know it's going to be really challenging and frustrating for people to stand in line and go and figure out how to vote because they have literally taken us back to pre-Jim Crow era. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we've got to figure out a way to motivate people. And I think this could be it so long as... Our party leadership isn't scared to say abortion. for the most part, I will say they're not. Um, I, I do know, you know, one of the things that people do love about President Biden is that he's had so much experience totally. in the Senate and has it's changed over the years and over the decades. And at the same time, I need the same energy that he had for the Affordable Care Act to come for abortion care yeah. and reproductive rights. Mm. like. I need him to say it's a big effing deal the same way he said Obamacare was. (laughs) If you want
0: Kamala to whisper into your ear, it's a big fucking deal. Get that done. Get that done. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I often wonder, like, why? I mean, I'm I'm thinking about Lisa Murkowski today because she is up for election again. Right. And she is a pro-choice Republican, I think, or a pro abortion rights Republican. I think she voted she voted against Kavanaugh. Right. And it was like a very like agonizing choice for her. So I'm I'm curious to see where that votes go, where that vote goes. And if it actually like kind of kind of changes anything. But it, it does seem to me like this is such an opportunity for like one woman in the Republican Party to sort of save the day. You know, yeah. like like uh, one of them could could step in and help with the filibuster. Right. I know I'm so naive, but I, I
3: still think like What's you could thinking? be a hero. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. She could How be. disappointed are you, Susan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Bring that energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so much for joining us today and giving us some insight. Alencia, where else can people find more of your analysis and thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Alencia Johnson. I'm always I'm typically talking about Pilates, improv, and how our democracy is literally failing. And we all have to just wake up and get everyone next to us engaged.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you gave us good political tips. So I have to ask our hosts who are seasoned improv. I- Improvisers. What are your number one? I think you guys offered some tips to Katanji Brown Jackson when we were talking about <laughs> Oh yeah.
3: Um, well, let's see. Well, where are you taking classes? Can I ask? D-
2: DC improv. Oh, nice. Amazing.
3: That's great. Um, <laughs> let's see. We are you we're both UCB girls. I'll say, and I'm sure that you can do this fabulously. Play to the top of your intelligence. That was always okay. my favorite yes. improv thing, which is like. Don't don't play dumb with yourself. Do it the oh, yes. smartest way you can think of. That's a good just life motto, yeah. Yeah, play to the top of your intelligence. We'd love to see the Dems doing on, that Joe. as well.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Come on, Joe. <laughs> and my I guess my advice is what I feel like you have to do. You've already have so much experience with being a political analyzer and uh, commentator, all of that is really listen to what people are saying, but not what they're saying, but how they're saying, and all that stuff. And what are they not saying? And that Ooh. will make you because if you could speak to like the oh you're breathing hard or something like that, mm-hmm. that is always where they come. Like those small detailed observations, those are like the funniest things. So we're gonna need a lot of laughter. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna need a lot of laughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Need
0: it. Yeah, Thank awesome. you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. For for joining us, take care.
2: Thank you. Bye. Awesome.
1: awesome. See Thanks, us. Everybody. Amazing.
0: Well, that was lovely. Do we have any closing thoughts today?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: I don't well, know what's next, y'all. I mean, I feel like it's just, I feel sort of preemptively exhausted because I feel like we're just going to have to, like the, the judiciary solution is not there. The national politics solution is comes in November. So I feel like in the meantime, it's just like people have to be aware of every single race in their community and how it could impact abortion. Like the people that are actually going to be free to make these laws, like who's run for something is great at pointing this out, but like, who are they? Like, it's up to like, it's up to a DA at the end of the day to decide mm-hmm. if, like, if if they're going to listen to Amy Coney Barrett and prosecute abortion providers. So, I think there's going to be like there's real things that people can do. It's just very effortful. <laughs> and yeah,
3: it, it's going to require anybody, a lot
0: of engagement.
3: If anybody listening is in New York, I'm going to be at Foley Square at the protests that they're oh, you're doing this go? evening. Okay, I'll look yeah, for you. I'm going to be th- I'm going to be a little late, but. Because I have therapy at 5.45 and I need to keep the That's appointment. Key. Of course, of course, of course. Well, they, yeah, they might not even
1: be at Foley Square by the time you're... You'll catch Don't up care. with them. Find
3: them. I'll find them. Yeah. I'm sure I can, I can locate. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to take a lot of different things. I mean, women in Latin America, in mm. Mexico, and across Latin America just won abortion rights because they put, like they put the pedal to the pavement and they protested and they really put themselves on the line to get their Supreme Court to give them the right to an abortion. And so I think that we can look to other successful movements Mm -hmm. um, and see, you know, the energy that we really need to bring to this fight.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, you know, keeping, I think, again, I was just saying this in therapy, Every day is a fight against nihilism, you know. Oh like yeah, we they they didn't pass anything yet. Abortion, abortion's still here, and we can. They are losing the culture wars. That's why they have to cheat. That's why they have to do all this shit. They're losing power. White cis straight men are losing power every day in this country um so this is their reactionary legislation and if we keep that in mind because it can feel like so oh what, well, you know everything's over and it's like every day things are getting better for so many people and we just have to keep that in mind and keep fighting you know and You know, we might lose some battles, but we are winning the war, and that's why they're doing this. You know, we're winning the war, the war of public opinion. We're we're winning it. You know, like people have become more tolerant. More women are in positions of power. You know, that's just the reality. So I think that with these crazy legislations and these things, like Republicans and conservatives want us to feel like it doesn't matter that voting doesn't matter that showing out doesn't matter our local community shit doesn't matter we don't have to help each other you know what i mean anyone who's poorer than us is lazy it's all this shit right Mm -hmm. to make us feel discouraged to make us not want to fight so that they can stay in power and this is just a friendly reminder that we are already winning and this is just proof that we are and we got to stay strong that was damn (laughs) <laughs> yeah. take us to church Billy. take us to church that to be a speech when it happened no. that way and i have no regrets
0: i <laughs> love it but so we will be back we will be back talking about this all week until the end of democracy i'm amanda Duberman. i'm elise morales i'm elise Samaras. And this is the bachelor's podcast bye